Welcome back to the Rectified Setting the Record Straight. I'm your host, Kiana Sanchez, aka Kio, and I'm back with you with another episode. This is episode 43, and the title of this episode is called Deconstructing the Misconstructions of the Truth. I want to talk about this because I know a lot of people, they already have this narrative that the deconstruction matter that a lot of people are going through, which I do agree to assume, to an extent that, you know, a lot of people are using this deconstruction thing about Christianity as a means to basically imply their own ideas and their own understanding instead of the truth itself and wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit. But when I'm talking about deconstructing the misconception, you know, the misconceptions of the truth, I'm talking about things that we've basically created in our own understanding as men and traditions and things of that nature that we've developed over time throughout the years as a means to what we think God wants, but it's not what God wants. We still have this adaptation of Old Testament or ritualistic laws and things that we abide by instead of living according to the grace, truth, and love of God. So that's something I really want to talk about in this episode. So let's get into this episode. Okay, jumping right into this episode, I really wanted to talk about this mainly because like, it's a lot of things nowadays going on about and Christianity and many of us were just kind of riding a wave of what feels good to us or we're just choosing sides in a sense of you know uh envy or jealousy or whatever the case may be because scripture talks about people you know preaching the truth just because they want to look good to other people and they're not doing it for the sake of Christ's name or the sake of saving souls or winning souls for Christ but one of the biggest things in today's Christianity is that people are so revolved around spiritual gifts and the ministry itself like they just want the titles they want the gifts they want the things that make them look like they're you know they have this form of godliness and one thing I realized is that yeah like the word of god tells us that god will distribute to each person how you know gifts and things of that nature how he wills but at the end of the day when paul was talking about spiritual gifts at the end of his teaching about it he goes on to say but there he said but come let me show you a more excellent way a more excellent way of dealing with you know the truth or not just the truth but a more excellent way in helping others to come to know the truth. And then when you go screen into 1 Corinthians chapter 13, you see where he talks about pursuing love. Now, I feel like a lot of people overlook that scripture, so I'm going to go to it myself. But in, um, I'm going to start reading it here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, He says, but earnestly desire the higher gifts and I will show you a more excellent way. He he didn't say that it was bad to have a desire to want to operate in spirits. I mean, the gifts of the spirit. But he said, here's a more excellent way than this. And then it goes on into chapter 13. He said, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I am I am a nosy 
I say noise, nosy. <laughs> I am a noisy gong or a clinging cymbal. And if I have a, a prophetic powers, or if I have prophetic powers and I understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith uh, so as to move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have and I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. So, in other words, Paul was trying to let them know the more excellent way is to love. And that's what Jesus' ministry was about. He came bringing forth love because he said, the greatest commandment is this, to love the Lord your God with all your mind, heart, strength, and, you know, body, your spirit, everything in you, your entirety, to love the Lord your God and to love your neighbors as you love yourself. And he said, from these, the laws and the prophets hang. So one of the things that a lot of people like literally are bypassing in the New Testament is that the New Testament's fulfillment comes through love. It doesn't come through ritualistic laws and things of that nature because love will perfect you in everything that you do. It literally tells us in scripture that love is the bond of perfection. And there's many other scriptures that tells us that, you know, love is important. And uh, we all know that God is love. So in order to have love, we have to abide in God. Because when Jesus talked about abiding in him, he said, if you abide in me, I'll abide in you. So in order to obtain this structure of love through the grace and the truth of Christ, we have to abide in him. We have to take time to have fellowship and relationship with the Lord himself, have a personal relationship, a personal connection, so that we'll be able to learn of his nature and his mentality, and we'll be able to like live in that manner towards others. But one of the biggest issues with today is that we have built churches merely to continue with religious with religious uh, ritualistic ideas and things of that nature that doesn't even come from God. And then, of course, we I know we'll have people saying things like, well, God told me to do this and this is what my church is doing. But in a true sense, I believe that God wants his people to really come into a place of love and to come into a place of rest. I've, like I've mentioned in my last uh, episodes about the rest of God. As I like, we have to come to a place where we've ceased from everything that we do in our own understanding and in our own way. And we rest in the power of who he is and the finished work of Christ. And many of us aren't doing that, even myself included. And that's something I'm trying to get to. That's the place I'm trying to get to in him. But I tell you guys, I will always stand on this hill of Colossians chapter 2 because this is speaking more than what I can say. The word itself says more than what I can say. And reading from Colossians chapter 2, it says here, I'm going to start at the beginning. It says, chapter 2 verse 1, for I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those in Laodicea and for all who have been who have not seen me face to face that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love 
to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and knowledge of God's mysteries, which is in Christ. I mean, which is Christ in whom are hidden all the uh, treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you to plausible arguments. For though I am absent in body, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good order and firmness of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him, um, for in him the whole fullness of the deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority, with a circumcision, I mean... <laughs> and him also you have circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the power of the working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and, un and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rules and authorities, I mean the rulers and authorities, and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in himself. Now, the part that I always quote is verse 8. He says, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. In other words, we have to look into the teachings of Christ and understand that what Christ brought was the finished work, what Christ taught us was the New Testament and the things that we need in order to become whole, to become holy, to become well-structured in him. Now, if you go into, I believe it's, uh, I believe it's in, um, first Corinthians, if I'm not mistaken, but scripture where Paul basically talks about us being built up in Christ if not first Corinthians is more than likely in second Corinthians, but I will definitely find that scripture so I can break it down and explain it. But um when Paul was mentioning us building on the right foundation, he said, Be careful what you build on another man's foundation, because either it will stand or it will fall. And what he's talking about is us as people individuals and also as a whole as the body of christ we're called to build on the foundation of christ and everything that we build on it should be of christ nothing else nothing added to it or nothing less 
It should be strictly of what Christ has taught us. And some and in so many ways, many of us have created our own structures and we're building with meaningless things, things that aren't helping people to change, aren't helping people to be truly transformed in Christ. And we've created more sets of rules in which God never intended for us to have when God only clearly instructed us to love. And you can read throughout the entire New Testament that God intended for us to be obedient, loving, full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit, and operating in grace, not under the law. Because like it says in scripture, if, you know, if the law could fulfill anything, then the people of old, they would have, you know, made it into the into all that God intended for them to through the law. But it's not that the law is a bad thing. It's just we can't fulfill the entirety of it apart from what God designed the law to do. The law was created so that we could understand this isn't love. The law helps us to understand what isn't love. And because if we love, we'll be able to fulfill the law knowing that we wouldn't do the things of the law that makes us, you know, incriminated in any way. But when Paul talked about building on another man's foundation, he he was telling us, be careful that you don't add anything to what Christ is doing. Because if you do that, in the end, when the consuming fire of God, because it says God is all consuming fire, when the consuming fire of God comes to burn up everything that is impure and isn't in Christ, it will consume everything that isn't of God. And if your structure is everything but of Christ, and even if you know, you're know you not built on the right foundation, all that's going to be burned up. And you'll be taking more of a loss than anything. And like we always say in Hosea 4 and 6, he said, my people perish. He said, my people perish for a lack of knowledge because they have rejected uh, the truth. They have rejected knowledge. And he said, because you rejected it, I will also reject you from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God. And I will also forget your children. Like, people don't realize that. When we reject the truth of what Christ is saying to imply our own ideas and our own understanding and things like that, we're building a a, a different structure on this foundation. And this is why I'm talking about deconstructing the misconstructions of the truth, because there's a lot of instructions we've been given throughout the years from pastors and people in certain positions that truly aren't from God. And as painful as it may be, I know some people would be like, be careful what you say about this. Listen, this is not the time to try and scare people into what we want to be right in our own understanding. This is simply the truth. We have to stop trying to imply things that God never intended for us to do or to have. Like, A lot of people are leaving the physical church building and taking more time out to themselves and God because they're getting more in that time apart from 
a physical building than being in a physical building because these have now become programs. These have now become, you know, personal, uh, like the best way I can explain it is, yeah, these have now become personal programs where people want to train people to think the way that they think instead of teaching people to have the mind of Christ and to pursue Christ. And because of that, many people are being led astray. They're falling away from the faith. They're walking away because they just can't seem to grasp anything from it because it's not the truth. And this is why so many people find themselves, you know, reverting back or backsliding into a nature that God had already delivered them from. And when we find ourselves truly just pursuing after righteousness, seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness and not just doing things blindly, because most times many people follow behind leaders blindly because they desire uh, to know the truth and they want the truth and they follow behind people blindly, but they don't read the word for themselves or they just allow whatever someone teaches in the word to sound that sounds good to be you know their food and that's not what we want we have to make it our business to get annoying and understanding for ourselves like the word tells us with all you're getting get wisdom and understanding because wisdom is the principal thing we have to truly allow the holy spirit to break things down to us we may not get it in the beginning but the more that god sees you pursuing the truth, and he sees the intentions of your heart, know that God is going to work in that and through that. But if you're just simply trying to do or go to church because you don't want to go to hell or because you just want good things from God, it doesn't work that way. We have so many things that we have built our life around that, around, you know, certain sayings and stuff like that. That never truly came from God. And it's just a motivational thing that we've created to make ourselves feel good. But in reality, we have a hard time checking our own hearts. We want to check everybody else and we want to criticize and we want to tear down all these many different things. But we're not willing to deconstruct ourselves first and to truly understand where God wants us to be. We have, you know, habits that we're not willing to deal with and that we just kind of constantly set aside as if well as long as I know the truth then I'm good but no integrity matters and what we reflect as a person matters because if we be in Christ like he says any man who is born of God he no longer sins and if we are born-again believers, we have to make it our business to grow in the nature and in the mindset of who Christ is. He tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. He tells us these things, and yet we always somehow revert back to our own way of doing things. He tells us, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God 
which is your reasonable service and do not be transformed i mean be and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of god He tells us, owe no one anything except to love them and to let our love be without hypocrisy. And another thing is, he says, well, in Romans chapter 13, verse 12, he says, the night is far spent and the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in a day and not in the revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. We have to make it our business to truly fulfill the provisions of Christ and the spirit over the desires of what our flesh wants. And in order to truly tear down any misconceptions we have in ourselves, we have to first know the truth. And the truth is this, that Christ has brought the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God back to us. And through this kingdom, we can have the world that God desired and intended for us to have. But we have to first be subject to it. We have to first align ourselves with holiness and, and love and everything that God desires of us. Because like I said, there's many like false gospels out there that people are teaching or, you know, giving half-truths that aren't really doing much for people. But we are to repent because now we have the kingdom. And now that the kingdom has been restored to men to, you know, receive from God, we need to change our way of thinking. We need to change our heart attitude and become, once again, holy. Holy and acceptable people to God. And it all starts with acknowledging the truth for ourselves. If you want the truth, you have to study the Gospels of Christ. Because what Christ taught us, that was the truth. He was the truth of God, came in flesh, and he taught us what we needed to know. And he gave us everything that we need and more. The fulfillment of what wasn't fulfilled in the Old Testament. But on that note, this is the Rectify Set and Record Street. I'm your host, Kiana Sanchez, a.k.a. Kyo, And I pray that God continues to strengthen us and build us up in our most holiest of faith, that we can learn to grow in who Christ is, and that we learn to love, that we do away with everything within ourselves that isn't of God, and that we can learn to be more children and sons of God rather than just merely you know people professing to be believers there's more to this life than simply being you know a member 
of a of a church is more to this life than just dying and going to heaven it's not just that but these are things people have to understand first but you all be blessed <laughs>